There's a conspiracy afoot that's pulling the world into darkness. Information is the new battlefield. Propaganda, disinformation, and media manipulation dominate the minds of the public. Join us on the Dark to Light Show as we remove the head of the snake and expose media censorship, social and cultural engineering, and the unfolding global conspiracy of the New World Order. Welcome back to the Dr. Light Show. My name is Josh, here with uh, the one, the only, Jim Price. Jim, how are Hello. we doing today? Doing great. It's Friday! <laughs> or uh, whatever that is, yeah. Yeah, Friday. Thank, thank mean, God they give yeah. us the weekend for us slaves to rest up for next week. Right, anyway, the oh. weekend. <laughs> the no weekend. Work. You, get the, you get the whole days to yourself, and most people wait, wait. spend it. How, why do we call it the weekend when Saturday is the end of the week and then Sunday is the beginning of the week? How, it straddles two weeks. Well, How can know, we it, call it the weekend? It's huh? a conspiracy theory, Jim. It's a conspiracy what? theory. What? Oh, yeah. Is yes, it? Yeah. Well, think about this. Well, you got to remember, you got to go back to the Bible, okay? Right. That the seventh day is the day that God rested. So Sunday is the day that God rested. Right. Okay. So this is where the weekend comes in, where Sunday is actually the beginning of the week, but now we have this perception that it's the end of the week. But... They did this. Is this the time manipulation thing they do? No, 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 no. Think about this. When the NFL started becoming popular in the 1960s, what day did they place the games on? They were on Mondays, weren't they? Well, they, they went to Sundays. Not only Sundays, but in the middle of church. Really? That's right. I mean, so, I didn't know any of this. And the NFL basically started broadcasting on Sundays to pull men out of church. Really? Oh, yeah. Oh, you never demons. heard this big conspiracy? This no. big conspiracy theory about the NFL and sports are utilized to control the minds of, of man so that they can stay docile and, and full of anger, hate, and fear and... and don't Drinking beer there, and getting get fat, doing nothing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You never heard this? Yeah. Hmm. No, I, this is all new to me. It's going into the Department of Education and, you know, changing education from small little classrooms within your local hometown to these large institutions that are government-funded and ran that people right. become indoctrinated into this sit-in-a-desk-for-eight-hours-a-day type of mentality that make them great, obedient workers. Did you ever notice that? Kids go to school or kids used to go to school during the same time that mommy and daddy would be at work and sort of the same eight hours kids would be at school it's because it was an indoctrination to the time frames of working a factory or manufacturing type of job. Well, see, I, for some reason, I didn't realize – I didn't catch the NFL tie-in. I knew about all the other Department of Education stuff, but the, the NFL tie-in, I mean, I, I know that it started out as club teams and the idea that we actually, you know, are, are – um, you know, we have the NFL, which is the largest corporation, the pri- privately held corporation that's a charity on earth. The NFL is a charity. It's not a for-profit, so all the money that they make, they keep. Uh, the, is it, but anyway, I didn't know about the connection to the Department of Education stuff on that one. Yeah, crazy stuff. That well, you know, think about it like this. is At the end of the day, what we're talking about here uh-huh. is that people want to control the rate, the flow, the, the type, the flavor of information. Right. 
because they want to control the narrative. Because if you can control what people think, then you can control what people do. Right. And, and this is why we live in this realm of information warfare. Hmm. Wow. This is crazy. And why it gets worse, why it gets worse as we move forward in technology, as technology becomes more and more abundant and faster right. and more data storage and di- more information is coming at you and me and everybody else because of the increase of uh, technological progression. This means right. the amount of data that we take in also increases. And so the drive, the need to control that information is hmm. massively exploited. The problem comes in is that there's right. just so much information and so many outlets for information that they can no longer control that rate, that flow, and that flavor. But what we see is this is why they want to go in and have things like internet kill switches. This is why they want to have these programs to fight disinformation and misinformation. These artificial intelligence bots that go out there and flag accounts when they're saying things that they don't like because they don't have the ability to control information at this high of level with this this level of dissemination that we have that is coming out. Right. Wow. I mean, <laughs> I, we were just talking about the weekend, Josh. What'd you do to me here? I was, but we were all like, "Hey, the weekend." Well, Something it's, it's went all wrong about there. information warfare. I mean, this is this is what we're living in right now. Information. Oh warfare. yeah. And Absolutely. you know, we have we have people who can go take a picture with somebody who's important and then claim affiliation, right? Right. Have yeah. you ever heard the uh, this? This is what I use a lot with like flat earthers and stuff. But have you ever heard about the amount of ice cream sold and shark attacks and in New Jersey during during the summer are uh, directly <laughs> proportional? Have you ever heard this? <laughs> what? You, you never heard what? This? No. So like no, no, when we go. talk about statistics, right? Yeah, yeah, so yeah, yeah, yeah. Th- there was an alarming trend in New okay. Jersey that showed that the amount of ice cream sold was directly proportional to the amount of shark attacks that were occurring off the shore. Okay. Okay. So but but okay. here's the thing. Right. Is it comes about from this. Correlation does not equate causation. causation. Right. Because the amount of ice cream sold has nothing to do with shark attacks. The direct <laughs> correlation is summer it's summer. There's more people oh. out at the beach. There's more people buying ice cream. Yeah. So therefore, that opposite correlation goes up. So, like for the, for instance, when you get a flat Earther that says that uh, the the uh, you know the Earth is flat because NASA lies, right? Then again, correlation does not equate causation. Just because NASA told a few lies, photoshopped a few videos and photos. Maybe they go and film the ISS in a big water tank. Maybe they didn't go to the moon. I don't know. None of that yeah. equates that the Earth is flat. Wow. Right? Oh, I get so, it. No, I agree with that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah so no, so th- this is what we have in the sense of information warfare a lot, is that people bring about correlation to mean causation. Oh, my God, I saw this picture with him and Donald Trump. He's on the Trump team, man. No, he's not. Right. 
like he was there for five hours waiting for Trump to come into the restaurant so he could eat just so he could go get that photo. Like that's not on the Trump team, buddy. Right. right. But I mean, this is what we see a lot in this world these days. Because anybody can post a picture, anybody can post a tweet and say anything they want and not draw much speculation. But what will happen is the conspiracy theorists will drag on and be like, oh, my God, did you know that this was true? Look at this. Look at this. Joe Biden is wearing a mask and he's an actor or he's a clone or he's an alien. Like, I'll tell you straight up, when I say something like the Black Eye Club, I'm speculating. (laughs) <laughs> like I massively right. speculate. We have no evidence to substantiate that whatsoever. But it, right. it's the speculation is is ensued within it, right? Like, yeah, you know what? Maybe maybe they're putting chips in their brains, and that's what the Black Eye Club comes from, right? Right. But we're you know we're not saying like, dude, there's a clone farm out there, and they're making Joe Bidens, and they replace him every two weeks, and. Uh, you know, sometimes they have to throw a mat. Like we're not saying that type of stuff. We're not right. saying that there's military tribunals going on and there's Gitmo flights every week and that they're replacing people like Barack Obama and Hillary Clinton with clones or actors with masks. And uh, like, it's just like when you start getting into that kind of stuff, it, it gets kind of ridiculous, don't you think? Well, the problem is, is that <clears throat> where do you land, right? You know, you say, well, okay, we don't, we, we don't want to believe all these things, but then, you know, we we know that they're blatantly lying to us about something. Oh, I don't know, COVID, right? So we shut down the entire world. How? Why is it too far of a leap to say that they might be wearing a mask? I don't know. If you're willing to shut down the entire globe and kill billions of people as your agenda, wearing a mask really isn't that that far outside the purview of going. Eh, is it real or is it Memorex? You know, I mean, what do you? Yeah, that you, you know, I'm saying that there, there's a poss- the possibilities there only because they have done such other lambastic things that to say someone's wearing a, la- a, a mask is not a bridge too far. Sometimes, do you see what I'm saying? Uh, yeah, I do. Well, let's let's talk about the the mask. The masks. You know, wh- what do you think the masks were all about? Because it was definitely wasn't about keeping us healthy. Oh, you mean the the whole mass part of it? Uh, yeah, no, we that was um, that is a submission. Uh, so remember, we've been using the word masochist lately, and I've I've kind of I kind of landed on that because it really does describe what these people are. It's not really such narcissistic, but is it that they derive the pleasure from your pain and your anxiety and fear? But the the to cover your face and to you know make sure and keep you in bondage. So there's all these there's all these. Things that they're symbolisms, right? There's these things. So if they can get you to cover up your face, if they can put yourself in bondage, all for a fear, they're getting like a double whammy. They get to hold you in bondage, and you're in fear at the same time. So that's that pumps them up. No different than you think of like the adrenochrome effect, where mm. you know fact checkers have said that the uh, that adrenochrome taken out of children's bodies is not real, but they have synthetically been able to reproduce it in a laboratory. Well, that means you know that it exists. So at the same time, what I'm saying is the the whole bondage thing. That all I think it's a direct I think it's a direct thing that they like to do, and they see that. And I, I believe that these people have planned this out. I mean, how can we miss that part? Well, <clears throat> well, I tend to agree with you. I think that there's that perpetuation of fear is a driving factor in this. We're gonna take a quick break. We're gonna be back with more Dark Delight show right after this. Dark Delight on the WYSL stations. You don't wear a mask for yourself. You wear a mask to protect me. I wear a mask to protect you. 
You could literally kill someone because you didn't want to wear a mask. All right. Welcome back to the Dark Delight Show. <laughs> You're going to you know, kill Jim, somebody. Yes, th- yes. This is a, an interesting part about the mask is one of the things that it does is it covers your face. And we know that a lot of the facial recognition software was being implemented in and around this time. Now, in, right. in the small local time uh, towns, the masks weren't that you know highly enforced. Some were, some weren't. But it was primarily right. in the heavily trafficked cities and busy areas. And this is where a lot of this facial recognition software actually exists. Now, right. one of the big problems is they've been utilizing facial recognition software, AI, um, for many years up until 2020. They've been actually, a lot of it was implemented 2013, 14, and 15. Um, the thing with it is that you would need to, uh, it was collecting data on you specifically, right? right? So what it yeah. does is it would collect your facial data and it would ping your cell phone, okay? So right. ping, your cell yeah. phone is actually sending out thousands of pings every every second, right? right? So. It's pinging your cell phone. It's getting your what's known as your uh, your MEID, your Google Advertiser ID, all these different things, which they cross correlate right. directly back to you through data share services. Uh, the same stuff that they use to do the geotagging of the elections and show that that was uh, garbage, right? Right. So they they've been collecting that data, but here's the thing: is sometimes people are wearing hats, sometimes people are wearing. Uh, you know, they're they're behind a surface or something like that, and you can't necessarily catch their face. You can only get right. partials. So what they wanted to do was they wanted to enhance the system. So uh, having people wear masks allows the AI cameras to begin gathering partial facial data. Mm-hmm. And so what else happened during the COVID nineteen was something known as COVID nineteen contact tracing. Right. And so this is basically a app that was running in the backdrop of your cell phone that would communicate with other cell phones and start sharing and relating information. So And your you, health direct your state health director had full access that to every single yep. state in the country. Right, right. And you could also buy that information. And so what you see here is that you get a partial facial recognition with a mask through an AI camera. It pings your cell phone, a network of cell phones and it begins to find out who you are and put it together. So it's basically, can the AI, the facial recognition software, identify who you are? Right. With cross-correlation of data of and in, in where you're at, your geolocation, these types of things. And from right. what I heard, it was a huge success, <laughs> is that these AI uh, facial recognition softwares are top of the line now. They can determine you with like 25% facial recognition. Right. Yeah. Well, I mean, think about it. your cell phone. Uh, your cell phone takes an infrared picture of you every five seconds um, as you're using your cell phone, as you're doing your scrolling and you're watching videos or whatever. It is taking a three-dimensional infrared picture of you every five seconds. And I don't know. Where does that picture go? It's not on my phone. So those are the things when you wonder why you're, you, you've used up so much data. You really don't seem like I haven't used any data. Well, you really are. So that's all the other stuff on the backside, but they're constantly taking pictures of you, which is really Absolutely. creepy. Yeah, it is kind of creepy. Like, if you want the pictures of me, like, <clears throat> invite me. Go to in. Facebook. Yeah, date me. First. <laughs> go to Facebook like everybody else. Does. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, go to, go to my Facebook. <laughs> oh, see, okay, so this is okay. Okay, when I tell people that 
those pictures of Hunter Biden, he's not in there being the cinematographer. He's not in there setting up his laptop or his phone. That's because China just recorded him. His cell phone, his tablet, his laptops, they were all just recording him. And those pictures that they sent back to him were insurance to say, listen, dude, this is what we've got on you. And we put it on your laptop. That's why if you look at all the technical stuff on how it was placed in his laptop, it wasn't just him in a file folder said photos of me in the hotel room. It was all these different clips, all taken out, edited, focused in, recropped. all All that stuff was done professionally. And it was put on that laptop purposely. So when we talk about all this stuff, I just I don't think people realize how much control or you know people really have of your stuff. So everybody's gonna freak out now. <laughs> Throw all their computers away. <laughs> so no, it's real. That that's, that whole thing is real. I just it's just really crazy that we've allowed this to happen under the Patriot Act. The Patriot Act is really what was the Trojan horse that allowed them to in and into everything of our daily lives. So. Man. Wow. Yeah. <sighs> well, you yep. know, talking about the Hunter Biden laptop there. Yes, you sir. You know, I, I don't know. So I, I have questions. I, I have a lot of questions because this rem- we, we keep on hearing about laptops, right? There's the Wiener laptop. There's Hillary Clinton's emails. There's the Hunter. I'm sorry, I'm 12 years old. I know you are. I know you are. So (laughs) go ahead. With Hunter Biden's laptop, when you said that, oh yeah, those those images were photoshopped. They were put on there. It makes you wonder if they actually were or were not. Right. It makes you wonder if that someone didn't gather this intelligence over a long period of time, place it on this laptop as if it was Hunter's. And then right. strategically place it in someone else's hands where it gets the, the Rudy Giuliani. Right. Is that what you're Well, I mean, no, he's right? admitted that it's his. He has admitted that it's his. And he's, you know, he'll sue you if you keep talking about it, by the way. His lawyers put out a public statement that says if you talk about him, him and his laptop, you'll be sued by, the, by Hunter himself. Um, but the, well, when you, when the you, what you were gets, saying there is because remember, there's a, the, the place in Utah, Salt Lake City, Utah, has that huge installation. The CIA has been collecting every digital um, signal on Earth. Like every single – everything that they can collect, they are collecting it in that facility in Utah. My buddy's wife works there. She's a scientist there. And you know, it's like I was talking about this like eight, nine years ago. Uh, she's been working there, for, I think, for probably 10 years or more. Mm-hmm. But what if it was just basically what the CIA already has, which is all the stuff? They just did the little FISA search, pulled up all of his electronics, and said, "Bagunk, hey, by by the way, we we got all this stuff on you." What if it's actually one of us doing it, or is it really China doing it? Well, you know what, China doing it—that's an interesting take. You know, what's your what's your thoughts right now with what's going on with China? I think China is a, is a, ga- a last gasping uh, empire that will fail exponentially because of the uh, aging population they have. Yes, they have a lot of population, but the bulk of it, the absolute like half of their population is like over 55 or over 60 right now. Hmm. I mean, they have a huge population dump that's getting ready to happen just because they're going to age out. They're going to die because of age. 
And so I look at China as being very weak because 80, 90% of their food is all imported. They cannot feed themselves. They have no way of doing that. We've seen the ghost cities. We've seen all this stuff. I know that in the art of war, you make yourself larger than you seem to, so your enemy is afraid of you. I get all their you know, war you know, beating the drums. Oh, we're going to be so billy, this and that. But there's nothing in China that I've ever seen come out of their working facilities that I've ever said, I cannot wait to keep this heirloom China piece I bought. It's all junk. And yet every time they try to reproduce and do things that they're trying to keep up with us on, they don't get it right. Because they, they, they limit themselves because they're so repressed in those areas that they don't realize they cannot be creative or do anything outside the box because they're afraid of speaking out. And they speak out, they'll be executed. The China model is absolutely a failed business model. They are going to run out of people. They're already out of money. They've been writing checks across this globe. Their environment's completely bankrupt. They don't have enough food to be able to feed themselves. And then the only reason that they ever get their ships out of port because of the pirates in the South China Sea, but also in the South Pacific Rim, is that the pirates are in there. So the United States has to keep those shipping lanes open. (laughs) Piratey things. And those pirates are in there constantly harassing shipping containers coming out of China. And if we don't do that, then China doesn't sell product, which means they don't make no money. I think China has been writing hot checks globally for decades, and I don't think people have been writing, uh, been out, been going cashing them in because my credit's good. Don't worry about it. When the IMF brought them into the whole monetary system, that created a floodgate for them to go out there and continue to write hot checks as well. Man, well said. You know, it's one perspective (laughs) that you don't get that much these days, but it's spot on right. Um, The same thing with Japan, aging population, not enough new youthful flowing in. Uh, The good thing about Japan, though, is they do a lot of their own farming, that they do provide their own food. But China absolutely does not. It's Mm -hmm. like they got the uh, the barren terrain (laughs) of of the Asian continent. It's like, hey, man, where are we going to grow our – oh, man, we don't have any croplands. Well, you know, the the thing about China, though, is that this gives you the prelude to war, though, to why China will have to, in some point in the near future – go to war with somebody over uh-huh. land, over resources. Yep. Whether it's all the other Eastern Asian countries and taking them over, or it's the United States, who knows. But All, all right. right, we'll be right back with Dark Delight. Right this. Dark Delight on the WYSL stations. All right, welcome back to the Dark Delight Show. You know, so, Jim Price. Yes, sir. We Dr. are full into summer now. We had the, the summer solstice just the other day. Right. You know, next week, next week, you and I kick off the, the summer festivities out there in Rochester, New York, at the Beachcomber right. in Canisius Lake at noon to 3 p.m. on July 2nd, Sunday, July 2nd. Uh, we're going to be having some fun. We're going to have a PA system, so we're gonna, they're going to put some mic gyms. They're going to put mics in our hands. <laughs> that's going to be great, though. I think we'll have a good time. It's going to be great. It, it's going to be a good yeah. time. I'm really looking forward to it. Uh, if anybody wants any more information on that, call the station, email the station, harass them at the station. I'm joking. Uh, go to the yeah. Facebook pages, WYSL, the Red Pill Project. You can find out more information on that. Um, really looking forward to it, though. I'm, uh, I'm, I'm really excited about this one this year. Got, uh, I mean, you're coming out there. I got other friends that are coming out. Uh, got yeah. friends that are coming down, you know, from uh, from up up in from Pennsylvania and stuff coming in. So it's gonna be really cool. Yeah, really looking forward to it. And so, you know, what are your what what you know? Let's just talk about summer. Do you remember summer. being a kid? 
And Do you remember being a kid summer. in summers and how fun summer was? School's <laughs> out for summer. I mean, yeah. You know, we you grew up in a de- you grew up in a different time than me. You're you're a decade older than me. Really? Yeah, Thanks, buddy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Thanks, but, uh, You know, what was it like growing up for you? Was it like, you know, you wake up in the morning in the summer, you stretch those arms out, you jump out of your bed, you go to your your window, you look out your window like you're looking at new fallen snow, and you're like, no school today. And you kick out your shoes and run out and take off into the woods and play all day and never come home? Is that how how it worked for you? Basically, when you got up in the morning, you got up as early as you could. You didn't sleep in. Why? Because there was things to do. You wanted to get out of the house. You know, like, man, it's like, oh, the sun's up. Okay, it's 630. I can get breakfast. I'm fine, you know? And you're like, let's go do this. And, I mean, you'd be disappointed if your friends weren't up at 7, you know, because you had things to do. And then you came, you know, and you'd be gone. Yeah, you'd come by for lunch or wait for the whistle, like your parents would whistle, do the whole, they'd either blow a whistle or knew how to whistle, um, or the streetlights. Those are the only two things that, or the ice cream man. And we did have ice cream men that were truly like, ice man, they were on point every day. Um, we had a we had an old guy down the street that he he refurbished a bunch of tricycles, and we're not talking like the little bitty tyke tricycles. We're talking about the big ones that you could almost ride as an adult. But he rebuilt those, and we would go down, and as long as we put them away, we could ride them as long as we wanted. And then he would pump well water for his garden, and we would drink from the well as he was pumping with his hand. He went out there. He had a special glove he used while he was pumping for the garden. We would get water from it. But we were gone, and we'd come home with dirt rings under our neck. We'd, I mean, dirt on your eyes. You never even thought about, like, trying to stay clean. Um, and you built ramps. We built ramps and jumps and did things with bicycles. I know we're not that the physics were being denied. We were, we were like we're doing things the way we want. We're not worried about gravity, you know, inertia, <laughs> like safety. No, no, there was no. We didn't have shoes on most of the time, much less a knee pad or an elbow pad or a helmet. And nobody died. I mean, nobody died. We all had a great time. Yeah, we lost some skin. Yeah, we banged our shins on those cheese grater called bike pedals. But they were great times. And you learned how to not lose your traction on your pedal. You learned how to skid on a bicycle and, you know, go around. Remember, I don't know, you you ever skid on your bicycle? You you learn through mistakes? Oh, yeah. Plowing yourself into the other side of a ditch because you didn't pull up hard enough. (laughs) Or, or, Or launching off of a ramp and realizing halfway through, oops, I made a mistake while you take the top and don't recover. Like, yeah, my no, my calculations you. were not accurate when I was <laughs> yeah. sitting there just making it up. <laughs> you know, it, it, I, you're, you're absolutely right, man. I used to wake up at the, at the well, six thirty, seven o'clock when the sun comes up, and oh yeah, um, you know, you kick on those shoes, you eat that big old bowl of cereal. Cereal. I don't know if you knew, like, if you guys did this, but you'd like do the honey honey nut Cheerios or whatever it is, corn flakes, and you'd add the extra sugar, right? Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. Sprinkle on the oh, yeah. extra sugar. I'm going to need that extra energy. And if you don't you have the scoop the of sugar as you scrape the bottom, like if you're not yeah. like yep. digging into it like you're, snow you're at the bottom, right. like you're mm, sugar. <laughs> right, and then you're drinking the milk after, right? Oh, yeah. Your, your sugar yeah. milk. And then, oh, then yeah. you're right out the door. And you're like, Gone. where is everybody? And everybody's meeting up, got your bikes or whatever you guys got. And, and you're yeah. out doing Remember it. Big Wheels? Did you have Big Wheel? Yeah, oh, yeah. Did you have a Big Wheel? I did. Oh, big wheels were the best. Big wheels. We that break. Oh. oh, man. 
You know, I want them to do an adult size, not an exaggerated adult <laughs> size. One that just works for me, that is my size. You know, you've seen the extreme ones, like where people make great big ones or whatever. It's like, no, I just want one that I can do. Like, you know, hey, like, what if you had like an I, indoor? I'm thinking of like Koopa and Mario Kart, right? That's like when, yeah. when you talk about Jim Price on a big wheel. I think <laughs> Koopa and Mario Kart. How big do you? People are gonna think I'm like 300 pounds, man. That's no, not fair. I'm just, I'm just thinking uh, about you <laughs> driving a uh, <laughs> getting on a little bike on a big wheel. I, I imagine yeah. you pedaling forward, hitting that brake, and sliding uh, in, going. What do you what, guys yeah. do in my driveway? <laughs> what if we had like a, a, a warehouse with a slick floor? We could go in there and we could do like big wheel races and then, you oh, know, God. even do like, you know. The <sighs> only people who would show up are people who grew up in the 70s and the 80s. That's fine. I don't want anybody else there anyway. We're the cool kids anyway. So that's fine. You know, you're we, talking we had about some... noon lunchtime, how, your, how your, your, your parents would whistle. We actually have a fire whistle, so you'll hear it when you get out there. But I, mean, I believe it right. still goes out there. In Caledonia, at noon every day, the fire whistle goes off and wow. uh, as a reminder that it's noon. Yeah. And so, yep, that was all, in the, back in the day, that was for the kids to know, hey, come home and get lunch. Time to go well, we had lunch. Well, we had a church bell. We had a church bell that was a church in the neighborhood yep. that go off. Uh-oh. Yep, coming to get us. That's that's Caledonia right there. Is that it? That sounds like a tornado siren in Kansas. Yep. Yep, that's that's <laughs> Caledonia's right there. That's like an air raid siren or something. <laughs> well, it kept you on your toes, and I'll tell you, if you're out in the middle of the woods, yeah. you would absolutely know that it's time oh. to go home and eat <laughs> lunch. If you get home and you eat lunch and you, you kind of you know, scouth down that. You you don't even t- you know you don't you're not even in there for five minutes. You're like, oh, right, come yeah. on, nom, 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 nope. out the door with a sandwich in your mouth, trying to be the first one back to meet with your friends to yeah. go out and do something else. And I mean, do we Anything would take else. bike rides out into the middle of nowhere. We would we would go into the middle of woods and chop down trees. I mean, yeah. It, oh, well, if you had, if a piece of plywood, you had a scrap piece of plywood, you were like a god. Oh my goodness! You know, two by fours, like oh yeah, oh, that was a big deal. Well, we, we well we had we had plenty of wood, and but it was yeah. doing something with the wood, right? It was making making a fort and having the nails and the hammers. Yeah. Who could steal it from their parents? Climbing trees. Yep. Climbing. How many trees. times did you climb to the top of the tree and literally like you're clear to the top of the tree where like you're swaying in the wind? How many times did you do? I mean. Like me, I, not I don't so even many. know. Me, me, not so many. What? Uh, you didn't do I, that? Oh man, I would go. I could see, get all the way up up top there. Oh, that was great stuff, man. Get back I on your big that. wheel. Yeah. <laughs> I had one of the original. Like, remember the swin with the three speed and the banana seat with the flat wheel on the back? It was supposed oh, to be yeah. like a. That was. I had one of those, and it got stolen. So, thanks. That old Thanks, man Obama. down the down the road with the tricycles has got it in his back shed. It's his pride and joy. I'll right teach him for night. leaving that on my grass. Yeah, you can't right leave it on night. my grass, boy. Yeah. Um, oh. No, we, 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 we you ever do crick walking? Oh yeah. Yeah, we had, we had crick walking oh, yeah. shoes, right? Like you, you have a certain pair of shoes that you're going to utilize to go crick oh. walking, and well, you um, wanted to make sure that your shoes were dry before you got back, so they didn't know you got in the creek, so you wouldn't right. know you were well, getting wet. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no. You've been in the creek again? What? Uh, what? Huh? I don't know. What, man. what creek? 
It's not that yeah, I your miss shoes are those wet. times, but I do. It's that I just wish the world wasn't so complicated so my children could have those same opportunities. Yeah. yeah you know, I, I'm, in a, I'm in a small town in Minnesota right now. And it's, it's about the size of Caledonia. It's like a small town. Mm-hmm. And a lot of these neighborhood kids here, that, that's what they're doing. Like, you're seeing them walking around at 8 in the morning, down the street, two, three friends, riding their bikes. They're taking off into the trails. Um, there's yeah. a river down here, and there's, la- there's like, these little ponds and small mini lakes everywhere. And right. so they'll take off, and they'll just go into the woods by the river. And, like, as a parent, you're like, I don't know if I want my kid down there by the river. Like, there's a lot of things that go wrong with (laughs) 10-year-olds playing down by the river. Like, and I'm sitting here, and I'm going, what were my parents thinking when I'm taking off? They didn't. Right. They didn't didn't even care. Yeah. No. Yeah. They cared that you weren't home when when the lights came on. Pop another one out. (laughs) Yeah. No, uh, I was in – okay, so I went to South Dakota – uh, a few weeks ago to speak at that event, I had stopped at this gas station, and it was uh, – oh, I wish I could remember it now. It was a, such a cool little place out in the middle of western Nebraska, northwestern Nebraska. Stopped there. Super clean place. But the guy who was stacking the chips, okay, he's stacking the chips. His little girl is with him at work, but she's talking to the boy and the girl whose parents owned the, the gas station. And it's like super clean. Everybody's really friendly, and they're just sitting there going blah 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 blah, and they're just talking it out like they 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 like they're just a bunch of old people talking about at Sunday after after church, and these two three little kids are just having their little conversation, and I smiled and had joy in my heart looking at these kids going, man, what a life to live that you're riding with dad to go stop chips at the local grocery stores and the convenience stores, and then you get to meet your friends who are also at work with their parents at the gas station and you get to chat it up and I was just like that is America that was it right there that was the captured moment of these three little curly-haired you know blonde-haired kids sitting there just talking to each other having a great conversation i was like man why can't we do this more often why do we have to screw up life where this doesn't get to happen where dad gets to take the child to work with him and the parents of who own the place get to take their kids with them what's wrong with doing that why don't we have that anymore and i was just like i got so nostalgic it was really a great little moment for me yeah uh-huh. I love nostalgia. Yeah. It's good to have, yeah. right? All right. We're going to be right back with more Dark Delight show right after this. Dark Delight on the WYSL stations. All right. Back with the Dark Delight yes. show. And me and Jim are just sharing a little bit of nostalgia. And, yeah. you know, hey, it, it, sometimes you have to have those things in life to smile about. And I'm like, you know, I woke up this morning. I go outside. It's a beautiful day. And I'm just like, man. If this was thirty years ago, <laughs> I would have been, I would have been out of this house on my bike and just gone. Like my my kids, like are like we we do bike rides now, right? And so my kids know how to ride bikes, which is good. You know, we're riding bikes, but they're like, can can we go on longer bike rides? I'm like, yeah. So we go on like a longer. They're like, okay, I'm so tired. I'm ready to go back now. And I'm like, dude, <laughs> we're just down the road. Like what? Yeah. Like, I was going to take you through the woods and the trails and... Yeah. <sighs> I don't know. I don't remember ever getting, like, tired. I don't know if that was a thing when you were a kid. Were you ever tired? Like, when you were out riding your bikes and stuff, did you ever, like, hey, guys, I got to take a break. 
I don't know if I ever remember ever saying that because I don't know if <laughs> I think we would have been called out for being weak, wouldn't we? <laughs> well, you would have been, but you know, here's the thing: is uh, our our biology worked the way it was supposed to back then. Mm-hmm. You know, we oh, yeah. we processed our bodies processed what it needed to process because the foods back then weren't as nearly as horrible as they are as they are now. Right. Oh yeah. No, it's it, it's a different time, and and the sad part of it is I'm trying to put my body back from all the chemical crap and everything else they put into us so now i have to undo all that but anyway back to the original story was you know this was bicycles were it i mean and bicycles were real not the plasticky crap they're trying to put out the kids nowadays we had bikes and we knew how to work on them i knew how to take i knew how the inner workings of that little catch brake worked in your back wheel i understood all that stuff because i had to because we didn't, you know, there's nobody around a mechanic on those things. Oh, hey, man, can you fix my bike? No. What about when you had, how many hole patches did you, how many tires, tubes did you patch on your tires? Do you guys have cockaburs and stuff up there? Yeah. Goat heads? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So we, we would, uh, you know, you get a hole in your tire, we had to walk your bike back, right? And then you'd have to go and pull the tire off, pull the tube out, get the glue that was obviously toxic, because <laughs> it glued everything. <laughs> <laughs> scrape the you know scrape the the hole and put the little patch on there and then immediately you know air it back up because you couldn't wait and hope it stuck. No, that was good times. Man, good days. Good days. Moving your handlebars forward. <clears throat> Remember, did you get to that stage when you took your handlebars oh, and started yeah, moving you're them? You're like you're leaning forward. You had to put the seat up just oh, a little yeah. bit. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah you thought was... you were so cool until you until you hit that curb and you didn't pull up and and you go flying over the handlebars. Yeah. Uh huh. Oh yeah. You, yeah. Your getting first lesson in physics. <laughs> the bike. The bike is stopped, and you keep going. Yeah, that's well. Good yeah, because your 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 whole body is forward, so your weight is forward on the front tire, and you hit yeah. that curb, and you don't pull up. And what oh, happens yeah. is the momentum moves forward. Yeah, oh, yeah. Um, oh, yeah. Learn learn where your twig and berries are located, and for for all those and, Caledonia uh, people out there, does anybody remember playing "Kill the Man with the Ball" at John Balls? Uh, that might seem completely. No one knows what John Balls was uh, on Maple Street and State Street in Caledonia. There is a walnut tree that sits there, and there's such a little field there. That was that was John. It, it, that's John Balls. What we call John Balls, and uh-huh. we used to play kill the man with the ball. It's about what thirty yards, twenty yards, right. and we used to play kill the man with the ball out there. And wow. that field right there. Um, housed some of Caledonia's um, best football players that in the '90s, who uh, who did a lot of broke a lot of records, a lot of New York State records, and did a lot of good things. Um, and yeah. I could name them off, but I don't think they want me using their names, so I'm not going to name them <laughs> on here. But um, generate well, not generations, but definitely um, many many years of Caledonia football players were playing kill the man at the ball between State Street right. and Maple. And it's, uh, man, I miss those days. <sighs> we called it smear the something else because uh, kill the man with the ball, but anyway. Right, right, right. Well, what do we call it? We, we were, we <laughs> did you ever Paul? Did you, young, uh, young oh, were you? Christian did you boys. wear your bow tie and your short pants too? <laughs> yeah, okay. um, did you Did you ever play wall ball? Do you know what wall ball was? No. Was that where you play with yourself? Yeah, you that's yeah, that's what that was your shower time fun. Um, no, Josh. Um, <laughs> no, okay, so wall ball was ball, uh, you take a ball and you throw it against the wall 
So it yeah. comes back to you. Wall ball. Right. That's what I meant, playing with your own balls, right? <laughs> yeah, sure, sure, buddy. Um, so anyway, yeah, it's on the racquetball courts or a wall. But if you if you throw the ball and what was it? If someone else catches it, you have to run to the wall before they throw the ball. It's anyway, if you don't make it to the wall before they throw the wall, you have to stand there and they get to throw the ball at you. And so you usually put your hands on your knees and you turn around and you hope that they can miss you. Make a small target out of yourself. <laughs> you we were just weird. mean to each other. We we know. picked reasons to play a game so then we could hit each other. I mean, Did that was basically Oh yeah. Yeah, I got a cousin who's got a BB gun in, or a BB in his lung. Where it, oh, wow. it, it penetrated, went in lodged inside of his lungs, so they just left it. I, I remember so. the great BB gun war, I think it was of 90, 92 or 93. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> we the were great on BB bikes gun. going down hills with BB guns. Like, <laughs> it was. Yeah. It was tremendous, yeah. people. The things we uh, did that our parents didn't know about. Yeah, my cousin, my cousin, his brother shot him at uh, point blank range, so he got it. He got the BB in the lung thing. That was oh, fun. Oh man! And it it hurt. It, what hurt, what hurt was this this the opening. It really didn't hurt where it lodged inside of him. So anyway, they just left it. But oh no, the things we did for fun, right? Yeah, that was good stuff. But now we have this ever changing world full of massive amounts of that information we live where, in. You know what? You're yeah. never bored. You're never. You, you know, you have this, uh, you know, I have a desire to go outside all the time, and I typically right. do. But it's interesting that technology tends to make you want to stray away from that. That technology consumes you to the point where you don't want to go out and be in nature. You don't want to go sleep in the tent. Like, I gotta, I'm going to set my tent up after this because i got to clean it out. Right. And get it ready for some, uh, well, for New York and then a camping trip after. But... You know, it's like when we were kids, the, you know, dad or brothers would set up the tent in the backyard. And I mean, that can I sleep in the tent tonight? Can I sleep in the tent tonight? You know, and that, that would just be right. the greatest thing in the world. Like you're camping out in the backyard. Heck, yeah. You'd go out there. You make PBJs. You would have your drink boxes or sodas, whatever. Right. But yeah. you have a radio. You'd have a radio. Oh, There's no yeah. TV or Internet or cell phones or any of that stuff. You'd be out under the stars. Man, oh, yeah. my, my kids stuff. are like, I got to sleep in the tent? Oh, man. Like, ah, <laughs> oh, come uh, on. And they just annoy you until they can go inside. And it's like, oh, come on. This is like so much fun. Yeah. Oh, man. No, oh, it was. It was oh, yeah. Nostalgia, nostalgia. Reminiscing. Yeah. It's good for you. Builds character, bro. And that's what I was always told, like, when you hit yourself, it builds character. <laughs> I guess it does. I guess I really never thought of it that way, but you know when you'd smash your finger in a door? Eh, don't worry about it. It builds character. Okay. Well, I won't. <laughs> That's how that works. All right. I won't worry about it. Thanks. Well, Thanks for the advice. I think that, uh, you know, everybody out there, so July 2nd, uh, we're going to be having some fun. Bring the football. We'll play some Kill the Man with the Ball over there at the Beachcomber. I'm joking. Hey, I'm joking. hey, hey. Uh, but uh, definitely hang out with us noon to 3 and July 2nd, Sunday, July 2nd at the Beachcomber in Canisius Lake. We're going to be having a good time there. Jim Price and myself will be there. I'll have to take Jim Price, uh, I'll give him a tour of where I grew up and all these things that we're talking about here. Uh, yeah. But I hope you guys have a great weekend. Uh, take care of yourselves. And, man, it, it, it's next weekend, Jim. We're going to be out there. So I'll see really you guys. We'll be in studio next yeah. Friday. 
Yeah, we'll be in the studio live next Friday. You guys take care. We'll see you next week. Be well.